What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Coming to America. I'm Quinn. And I'm Daisy. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing surviving the pandemic. There has been a lot happening, obviously, this year in 2020. It's been an incredibly long year, but a lot of things have changed and a few things have stayed the same. So I think we'd like to discuss you know, exactly what's going on and, you know, obviously the differences between Australia and the US. But before we get into it, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we're now available on iHeartRadio. So make sure you give us a follow over there. While you're there, make sure you leave us a five-star review so new listeners can find the podcast and help us climb the Apple Podcast charts. You can now find us on YouTube at Coming to America and on TikTok at Coming to America Podcast, where you'll be able to check out the show in short 60-second segments. This week, as I said, we're discussing the pandemic, and I think a key talking point for us, Daisy, at least personally, was the fact that we moved pretty much as the pandemic was hitting, and um, just about everything went wrong, I suppose. Um... It was really hard to move during the pandemic. And to be honest, I guess if we had known this was going to happen, we mm-hmm. would have moved two months later. Yes. Because everything's hella cheap um, during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. No one has any money. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but we did move. We moved March 21st mm-hmm. and everything started shutting down literally that weekend. Um you can listen to our long rant about our apartment complex mm-hmm. um, in the previous episodes. But initially, when we came to the apartment complex to get our keys, they were like, they lo- they had locked the office and nobody was in there. Nobody would answer the phone calls. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you guys are moving in. You have to go to the separate office and we'll leave the items like on the patio for you. Mm -hmm. So it was just very interesting. Yeah, definitely check out the earlier podcast on renting in America to hear the full story on our, uh, yeah, quite disastrous uh, moving experience. But it was also interesting that we weren't quite at the point where everything had to be completely sanitized, but putting all our stuff inside a U-Haul and, you know, packing it up and then getting to getting, you know, getting to go and everything like that. But like you said, um, if we, you know, kind of knew this was all coming, we definitely would have moved somewhere else because, you know, as we'll discuss later, working from home, like my office probably, you know, no one's going to be back there until we're predicting March 2021 at the earliest. Um, and Dang, so, really? Yeah, that's our kind of um, our prediction for it. Like, you know, nothing's like official, like that's when we're going to start going back. But that's just the word that's been like, yeah, we guess around here. Um, so still quite a while, obviously. Um, and if that was the case, then, yeah, we would have held on to our... We would have stayed at our original apartment before moving in here and, you know, not had to worry about all that stuff. But also we could have moved somewhere closer to your work that obviously would have been cheaper because it's further away from downtown Austin and also, you know, a lot closer to work for you as well. Yeah, uh, if we had known about this, we would have moved way more up north. There is this awesome apartment complex that we really, or I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. I think you like it too. I did too. It was, it was just too just, far away for me. Yeah, it was in our budget. It was like fully upgraded. It had all of everything that we were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just didn't go for it because it was so far up north. But yeah, now you're working from home. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. We were talking, you know, just this weekend or whatever it was. And it was like, yeah, if we knew this was coming, like we would have just in a heartbeat, like signed up there instead of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like stainless steel appliances and all that stuff, like fairly high end um apartment, you know, two bed, two bath, whatever. Um, so much more space, like great room for alley and everything, which is obviously the most important aspect when looking at apartments. Um, but also, you know, now, like I've been working from home for 
don't know, four or five months now, I want to say probably... Since March. Yeah, since March or so. Um, and, you know, we could have been living in a cheap, in a apartment that's the same price, but obviously substantially better um, in terms of just overall quality. Um, but that's a good transition into working from home. For me, obviously a lot's changed, but for you, um, it's kind of status quo, right? Yeah. Um, I know you started working from home like in March or so. Um, I still go into work every single day um, with my job. I still need to go in and promote um, our brand and the animals and kind of get our brand out there a little bit more. So I do have to go on site to take pictures and to, you know, talk with my colleagues and things like that. Um, so it would have been really nice to like be like five minutes away from work instead of mm -hmm. like the 20 ish minutes that it is. Um, but I know that, um, where I work, we get a lot of questions on, or we used to get a lot of questions like, are you guys still open? Mm -hmm. Um, are you guys doing appointments only, etc. Um, but thankfully we didn't really have to close because we have 20 plus acres mm -hmm. and it's just really nice that everybody's able to like space out. Um, we have, you know, a bunch of like protocols in effect, yeah. um, to make sure that everybody, everybody is safe. Um, so I still go into work and it's really nice because I get to leave the apartment. I did work from home on Mondays, um, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like, I guess one of the perks of the job is that you get to work from home on Mondays. Um, and it was nice. I enjoy it. Like I can wake up at like nine and like start working. Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely prefer to probably go in just because I'll wake up, get ready, drive to work and start working. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like whenever I do work from home, I stay in bed for like 30 minutes and I work from home, mm -hmm. like in my bed, on my email, on my yeah. phone. Yeah. Um, and then I finally get up and I'm like, man, now it's like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Like now I have to start getting stuff done. And um, I also like to have a lot of noise on in the backgrounds. So um, I will put the TV on mm -hmm. in the living room and watch like a movie in the background or something or a TV show or whatever. And so sometimes I just feel like I'm not as productive as I could be. Mm -hmm. um, plus it's, a lot better being on site for, for the job that I do. Like if somebody has a question about an animal, I can yeah. be like, let me go see. Or I don't know if I'm in a bad mood, I can go grab a puppy or yeah, kitten. And just play with it. Definitely one cuddle. of the perks of yeah, working in an animal shelter. <laughs> and of course, like, you know, being the marketing and events coordinator, you kind of need to take photos of animals to mm -hmm. you know put on social media anyway. So yeah, um, everybody's got to look at all these cute babies and mm -hmm. go adopt one. Yeah, definitely check out our latest video on YouTube and upcoming TikToks on Daisy's work and what she's been doing to save animals all across Texas. That's Coming to America podcast on TikTok and Coming to America on YouTube. Just plugging away as nice always. Plug. <laughs> doing my best. Um, but yeah, definitely one of the things, one of the benefits of working at, an, at an animal shelter, if I can get that out, um, is that you already had a whole lot of hand sanitizer anyway. Um, and so now even more so, you know, you've got hand sanitizer everywhere. You've had a few people donate um, some hand sanitizer as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that was like one aspect of the pandemic that the, you know, company obviously took in its stride and it's like, oh, we're, we're okay with this part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, like you said, kind of a big change was, you know, working from home instead of leaving at 7.30 in the morning and driving half an hour into downtown. And, you know, typically I would get in around 8.30 or so and start work then. 
and um, you know, obviously working in an office surrounded by a lot of people and all that sort of thing, like you're a lot more productive yeah. um, compared to, you know, just working at home in an office environment, you know, office environment in quotation marks. But um, in reality, you know, it's our second bedroom with some lights and everything. And Ali still runs in whenever I get a phone call and I need to an answer and all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely been a big change. I think, like you said, that first hour or so is definitely very slow where it's like, okay, emails, I'm like waking up like, oh, you know, I should go get changed. Like I'll get up and sit at the computer in my pajamas still for a little bit. And then like once I'm kind of got the ball rolling, okay, I'll get out of my clothes and um, actually, you know, get dressed, I suppose. Whereas like before, like I said, when I was driving in, like I'd be up at 6.30 or so, brush, brush my teeth, hair, you know, get completely changed into like some nice jeans and everything. Whereas now like I feel like a lot of people and uh, a lot of people will agree with this, that you know on these zoom calls and everything you're wearing a nice shirt and then underneath is like sweatpants or something like that yeah um which has been like you know the old meme of people doing like uh virtual interviews where it's like a tuxedo or button-up shirt up top and then like short shorts or just underwear underneath so yeah um yeah definitely a big change on that uh front of it so i also think that it's harder for people who work from home um because there's no like sense of boundaries anymore Mm -hmm. like you're just always working and you like work where you like live and sleep. And I think that that's really hard sometimes. um, I think that if I had to do it every single day, I would get really tired Mm -hmm. of it. Um, It's nice to do it like maybe once a week, but I definitely find that Mondays are like my least productive days. Um, Whereas the four days out of the week that I'm there, like I'm always busy. I'm always running around. Like, you know, I come home and I'm like, I don't know what I did today, but I was busy. <laughs> yeah, it's just a blank period between <laughs> one o'clock and five o'clock. Yeah, I don't know what I did, but I was super busy just running around doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it sucks that people just don't happen to have the sense of boundaries of, of work and home. Yeah, I think that was one of the key like mental um, mental health issues for a lot of people transitioning to working from home is you know, establishing those boundaries as well. And I remember even in like year 12, it was, you know, kind of having a different study space compared to where you, you know, sleep basically. And for me, like my um, bedroom was also the like office for the family. So like that's where the internet router was. That's where the desktop was given, you know, it was my computer, but if someone needed to use it, that would be there. And also I would be doing my studying there um, just because the rest of the house wasn't equipped for me to actually do proper study. And so obviously working eight hours a day, you want to try and find some kind of separation from where you sleep, where you watch TV versus where you're working. Um, Cause you just go crazy. Like you're just like, okay, you know, I don't know how people work in their bed because it's like, okay, cool. I'm in bed all day. You probably get bed sores, but then also you just like close your laptop and then you can just go straight to sleep. So it's kind Wait, of, a, you, you, you couldn't do that. No, I would get um, like, it just mentally, like you just spend the entire day in bed. I'd feel mentally i feel like it would impact me so badly it's very interesting i could definitely but for five days a week you can't even work at home for a day more than a day it's i i don't know so from when i was a teenager up until about 22 i was able to just like grab my laptop and then sit on my laptop for like hours in bed Mm -hmm. um but the trick to it was that it was most of the time like not work or school related it was like fun related so that's how I probably could get away with it. If I had to like actually do work, I think that 
I would just fall asleep, honestly. Yeah. I would honestly just lay down and be like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah. And then also just posture wise, like even, you know, the chair that I'm sitting on isn't fantastic for my back. Um, and, you know, sitting in bed, like you're just slouching the entire time, like all those sort of things. So I feel like that would definitely be an issue for me. Even if I was sitting upright, like having the hardwood um, bed head would definitely be something um, to be quite troubling. But moving on to our next topic, kind of just... Talking about things that we didn't do much before that we're doing more now. Um, obviously, this podcast slash YouTube channel slash uh, TikTok is one of the things that was born out of um, born out of the pandemic. You know, we were planning this podcast before it hit, uh, but naturally we had a lot more time because you know neither of us had to drive. Like for me, driving into work every day was roughly an hour forty five minutes, and driving back was roughly forty five minutes to an hour. So if I finished at five, I'd be done at six six fifteen, come home dinner, much less time. So now at least. You know, I can finish at 5, 5.30 and just get straight into recording this podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely been a, you know, a positive and negative, the fact that we do have more time to film things like this and, you know, YouTube videos. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways that people are getting creative um, just because they were bored at home, like quarantine, especially, I guess, the what? How many weeks did we actually have it in America? Like uh, maybe in terms a of month? like actual lockdown, yeah, maybe a month. Maybe a month. People were going crazy for that month. Yeah. Um, people were literally losing their minds, which like rightfully so, but they were just trying to figure out like anything to do, mm -hmm. whether it was by themselves, with their friends, just like significant yeah. others. Um, but yeah, we were, were able to like, you know, make TikToks and make videos yeah. and kind of brainstorm and like get into new hobbies. Like mm -hmm. I have a sewing machine now. Yeah. Which it's I got you for your fun. birthday. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great present. Yeah, and I've been working on that, and I've been painting every now and then. We started a puzzle. Mm-hmm, and haven't finished the puzzle. And didn't finish it. To be it fair, we did use the box of the puzzle to catch a lizard and then throw it out of the apartment. Um, remember, because that was one of the things you were freaking out. Is that out. what you used? I didn't Yeah, I used that. the box puzzle too, because it was on the carpet, and then I, like, scooped it up and then threw it out onto the balcony. Um, and then let the lizard loose and then the um, puzzle, the box of the puzzle stayed there um, for a little bit. So that's what the puzzle we used for. To be fair, it was only $5. And also it was very cheap. Remember, like the, it, was an extremely it wasn't great. Cheap it wasn't puzzle. great quality. Like the colors didn't match up on p separate pieces, even though they were meant to go next to each other. Yeah, the puzzle was not the best. If we buy a puzzle, it needs to be more expensive than $5. Yeah, if you have any recommendations, <laughs> let us know in the comments. But also TikToks, I feel like TikTok did very well and it came at a, you know, kind of blew up at a great time because, uh, you know, people were going crazy and be like, oh, we need stuff to do, blah, blah, blah. And then Jason Derulo somehow Jason exploded on Derulo. it. Um, you know, he was making all these TikToks and then, you know, Charlie D'Amelio or whatever the name is, um, you know, all these like, 16 year old influencers who do some dumb dance and then get 5 million views. Um, but, you know, it kind of came at the right time because all these people had all these, you know, cramped up energy. And obviously a lot of people being millennials or just younger in general with very short attention spans, they're like, I need something now and something very quick. And so TikTok, it's like 60 second videos at most. It's like, okay, cool. Don't like this swipe. Okay, cool. This is nice. Like, um, and so it's very like rapid pace, but you know, it came at the perfect time when people are bored and need something to consume. Well, and I have been, Allie has had her own TikTok account since, mm -hmm. for a month now, yeah. officially. Not a month. Oh a my year. gosh. A year. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> a year. A little, um, a little over a year. Mm -hmm. And she's famous, y'all. She has 41,000 followers. So if you want to visit her TikTok, you can. Yeah. It's at A-I-L-E-E. 
Scott Lover. Yeah, pronounce Ali, not Ali or not, anything like not that. Not Ali, yeah. I definitely like uh I like the spelling of Ali, but I like it said Ali. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on uh, to some of the things that we miss. I think the big thing for us has been traveling and just exploring. Um, with me moving to a nine to five job, uh, you know, it gave us a lot more freedom. Mon- Monday to Friday, I should say, because before I was working on weekends, we, you know, we didn't have like a ton of time to do stuff. We could do things in the morning between, you know, 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. But then after that, I'd be working from 2 to 11. And so our weekends essentially were, you know, pretty much lost in terms of going out and doing stuff unless I took time off, which... For those who work in the news industry know that it's kind of hard when most stations are fairly well, you know, short staffed as it is. But um, yeah, finally got a Monday, Friday, nine to five job. We're like, okay, cool. You know, we can do road trips. We can do some traveling. Um, and then obviously the pandemic kind of shut that down and had a big impact on the airline industry. But, um, you know, we just, you know, didn't get to see. We want to go Seattle, Denver, all these other places. And yeah, just missed out on it. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, not going. I was just saying today that I really miss traveling. Mm-hmm. Um because I want to go and, and do stuff and I want to go and fly on planes and do all the fun things and travel. Um, but it was definitely really hard whenever you did have that news job, just because I was working still in the news, but in a different department, mm-hmm. um, a regular Monday through Friday, nine to five job. And you had this crazy schedule and I am not a morning person. So I typically like I may wake up at 9 30 or 10 but I don't typically get up until about 11 or 11 yeah. 30 so it was really hard for us to I to like actually go and do things mm-hmm. yeah and it'd be those days where you know we'd wake up at 11 be like okay what do you want to do we'd get up have lunch and then be like oh it's one o'clock like I need to leave in 45 minutes so we'll just watch an episode on Netflix or something like that yeah um, you know we did obviously make it work at some points but it was difficult to, you know, do what we did this year um, where we went to Port O'Connor for, what, three, four days, you know, mm-hmm. Friday through Sunday and everything. And that was like, okay, cool, you know, I can legitimately just take a day off and, you know, go leave on Friday morning, drive up there or drive down there rather, I should say, um, and, you know, enjoy the time there without worrying about like, oh, I need someone to cover my shift or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely one of the big ones. We did discuss domestic travel and our most, um, the places we most want to visit in an earlier episode, we should, we should probably one of our first episodes, right? Yeah, it was like our first five, I think. Yeah, so, but where would you go once the pandemic kind of ends, which who knows at this point with the US, it, probably 2025. Um, but when that is a viable option and able to do so safely, uh, where would you go first, Daisy? Domestically? Yeah, domestically. Uh, probably Denver. Mm-hmm. I think it depends. No, I think no matter what season, I probably want to go to Denver because yep. I really would love to go to Denver for Christmas this year mm-hmm. because snow. <laughs> you know, other places do have snow as well, right? Yes, but Denver just looks so fun mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. And I don't want to go anywhere else. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, the big thing for us is definitely uh, traveling with Ali as well. But I mean, how much did we, it worked out to be about 14 hours. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think it was about 14 hours total. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we both like took shifts, then we would be able to get there in like a day or so. Yeah. Um, but that would obviously be extremely hard. Yeah, seven hours, uh, you know, seven hours each isn't terrible. I feel like the most we've done is roughly four hours to your parents, um, which still, you know, obviously isn't great. But making some stops on the way, you know, we could stop into Dallas and then, 
maybe stop through Oklahoma. I'm not exactly sure which way it would be going. You would go at like an angle. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't really stop in Oklahoma at all. Okay. We would stop like in Amarillo. Okay. So we'd get some good barbecue regardless, I feel like. I'm sure a lot of Oklahomans would uh, attest to them having the best barbecue and a lot of Texans would probably dispute that, right? Texas is the best. Mm-hmm. And then so internationally, where would be your first stop? Besides Australia, obviously, because I feel like my family were meant to visit this year yeah. um, because of the pandemic that kind of got killed off. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm not sure. I always want to travel everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing a lot of videos um, talking about visiting Thailand and I've never been. So right. I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to not go back to Korea again because yep. um, that would be what my third time going mm-hmm. and I should not go back again. I should go and explore different places. Yeah, Maybe Singapore. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely stop in there basically on the way to Australia too. Yeah. I know Qantas um, before swapping over to uh, the UAE, Abu Dhabi uh, or Dubai, I should say, um, you would go from Sydney or Melbourne to Singapore and then Singapore to London to the US or wherever. And so there would be a few times, you know, I never stayed all that long, but even just inside the airport, you get off and be like, geez, it's humid. Um, but I do have a few friends who go back, some of them with family, some of them just uh, to travel. They do go to Singapore fairly regularly and, you know, it looks like a beautiful city, beautiful um, just country in general as well. But yeah. Um, but wait, where do you want to go, like travel domestically and internationally? I think domestically, uh, probably Seattle. What did you come up with? I just forgot the one place that I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in our um, podcast yep. in Greece. Oh, yes, that's right. Um Santorini, right? Yes, it's freaking beautiful, and mm-hmm. I want to go there. I guess that's my summer. Yeah, um, my summer international. That would definitely be a wish. summer vacation, yeah. like to see the sunset and you know just walk around wearing just shorts and like flip flops or sandals um, yeah. over there would be really nice. Um, for me, I think Seattle, if we get the right season for it, as long as it's not like too cold or too rainy, which I know is a lot to ask of Seattle in general. But um, yeah, just to go back there, I remember last time I went, I um, went out to go see some bars and everything, but. The Washington state law is that if you don't have a American driver's license, you need to bring your passport, I believe, which was um, a little difficult, obviously. I didn't want to take it out with me if we're going out to bars and just in case something happens, you know, someone steals my jacket or whatever, um, you know, obviously losing my passport in another country isn't, uh, you know, the best of circumstances. So that was a tricky one. Internationally, I think Australia obviously would be my first choice to see my family and friends and everything. And then after that, I do want to go back to the UK at some point, um, you know, see my family there, but also just to kind of explore like Wales and Scotland, go to Edinburgh um, and Swansea and Wales as well. And just kind of experience like the UK all over again. I think, um, you know, seeing videos and everything from there and obviously just like the soccer slash football too uh, would be incredible just to see, you know, hopefully Arsenal play and actually score a goal. And um, I've seen them play twice now. The first game was a 1-0 loss to Chelsea and the second game was a nil or draw with Southampton. And so I've never seen them score a goal. I've never heard the Emirates crowd actually um, cheer. So, um, yeah, very... Uh, so is that more on your bucket list yeah, than definitely. like, yeah, vacation travel? Yeah, well, one of the things, and you won't understand any of this, but um, <laughs> on Valentine's Day, I want to say 2016. No, was it 16? Yes, I think, no, it was 17. It was I hadn't, totally 2017. How mm-hmm. could you get that wrong? I hadn't started uni at that point yet. Um, but I went and Arsenal were playing Leicester City on Valentine's Day and I was going to buy a ticket to go to a game by myself. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of lame going to a game by myself, blah, blah, blah. Also, tickets were crazy expensive or not, not like crazy expensive, but also just a lot to buy. 
And it was like the iconic moment of Danny Welbeck scoring a header in the 92nd minute to win the game. And the crowd goes like absolutely crazy. Arsenal, you know, were top, you know, close to top of the league and everything. Mesut Ozil, basically the last kick of the game and everyone went nuts. Um, and I remember being in my auntie's apartment and no one else was home because they went away for the weekend for Valentine's Day. And so they scored and I'm there wearing socks, running around the apartment, screaming like, oh my God, <laughs> like no one's there. It's just me running around the apartment going crazy because such a phenomenal moment. Um, and of course, the only things that are there are two bunny rabbits. And then so I'm there at going at the cage like, yes. <laughs> and these rabbits have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, I have to shout at something. It's crazy. Um, and so, so you yeah. could have gone to that game. I could have gone to that game. It was in London. I could have just caught the tube there. And it was pro probably my, my biggest sporting regret ever. Um, you know, if I witnessed that, like I was very close to crying in my auntie's apartment. Like I could only imagine if I was at the game, how crazy that would have been. I definitely just miss going to like mass performances, whether it's sports related or mm -hmm. like show related or concert related. I just miss going and just being in that atmosphere. Yeah. Like I, I go to concerts alone all the time, mm -hmm. mostly because there's, or like, there's not, I don't know as many like career booze. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know as many K-pop fans mm -hmm. in, um, shut up in Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, so I tend to just go to them by myself and I have a lot of friends in Dallas and Houston that I end up meeting up with. Yeah. Um, but I'm seated like by myself. They're like have bought their own tickets and mm -hmm. everybody's seated everywhere else. So um, I go to concerts all the time and I just have the best time ever. Like I'm screaming, I'm shouting mm -hmm. and I'm dancing and it's just nice to be in that kind of environment. And then you go after the concert and then I you know, you go out and eat with all of your friends, no masks or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just great. You get to like relive the concert with your friends. Yeah, definitely. I mean, kind of transitions well into our last, um, last few topics. Like one of the things that I miss as well, definitely concerts, like the last one that I went to or the last few that I went to, you know, in Sydney, in America, I saw uh, Lincoln Park in 2017 and then uh, Drake and The Weeknd and like some really good concerts. And, just and Jay Park. Oh, yeah. You I did, did see, see Jay Park. Yeah, in LA with Mike <laughs> Shinoda um, because I'm just like such a big fan. He just like started singing and then took his shirt off and then everyone went crazy. It was, um oh, I can't remember. It was during the Asian Pacific Islander American Identity Fest or whatever it's called. It's something, you know, American, Asian American Recognition Month or whatever. There's a month for everyone, but um, they were doing a, you know, festival of musicians and stuff. And so, yeah, I got to see Jay Park and had no idea. I was like, yeah, cool. He's like some superstar, I guess. I think you texted me during that. This was before we were dating. Yeah. You were like, oh, there's some guy here named Jay Park. And I was like, what? Yeah. You got to see Jay Park. Mm -hmm. For free, I should say. It wasn't a um, paid concert. They were and putting... you're so tall, too. Mm -hmm. So you have a great view. Yeah. No, it was, it was incredible. It was so funny because Mike Shinoda was headlining it. Um, and so all these Jay Park fans were there and Mike Shinoda closed out the show. Jay Park went on right before him. And so it was weird. All these people left after Jay Park finished. And I was like, what is going on? Mike Shinoda is still performing, right? I didn't miss him. And then, you know, they like cleared the stage and they started moving stuff. And I was like, are they done? Then they brought out a new thing and you could see like the LP for Linkin Park. Um, and I was like, okay, no, he's still going. Just all these career boos are leaving. So I like shove people out of the way i don't endorse like violence against children or anything but if i've ever pushed people harder than ever <laughs> i have moved i move people so quickly i was like move move if you're leaving get the hell out of my way because i'm getting to the front and so i was basically on the fence 
um, or, you know, the stanchion or whatever you want to call it for Mike Shinoda watching this concert for free and, you know, just jumping up and down and um, definitely one of the things that I miss just in general. Um, the six foot tall man. Yeah, bullying <laughs> small jumping, Asian girls. Was jumping up and down. <laughs> Get out of my way. Yeah, no one's stopping me. But um, yeah, definitely one of the big things that I miss and especially in Austin because it is, you know, live music capital of the world, ACL and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and ACL was meant to happen, what, like a few weeks ago, right? Um, it would got, have been this past weekend in the first weekend of October yeah. and it went virtual, I think, mm -hmm. right? And um, I don't know who went to that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no. know who's, who watched it virtually. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't watch it virtually. No, they have some flags up in Zilker Park, I believe, to kind of like recognize that it was this. But um, yeah, very interesting. And obviously, obviously, one of the big things with the pandemic is that a lot of stuff just went virtual in general and curbside pickup and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, now just wearing a mask everywhere is, you know, somewhat normalized, but very strange. Um, one of the things also I kind of wanted to really quickly touch on was people hoarding things. Oh, and yeah. so I brought up hand sanitizer earlier for you guys because you know text humane here is already well equipped but toilet paper food all sorts of stuff at our local heb was just gone because people were going crazy yeah and not to mention like canned foods mm -hmm. and like tortillas for some reason yeah. like remember we were trying bread, to just bread in general just bread in general yeah. like we even we have uh the low carb tortillas mm -hmm. that are heb brand or whatever brand yeah. it is um and they were all sold out for like probably three weeks like we mm -hmm. couldn't find them anywhere and it was just such a weird thing and like you would walk down the aisles of grocery stores and nothing would be in those aisles mm -hmm. like that's was it was wild yeah those limitations <laughs> on uh hand sanitizer and then also like lysol wipes um they Any would have bleach or disinfectant yeah two per customer and that sort of thing and like rightly so and like i appreciate that people are cleaning and trying to be healthy and you know not obviously catch this rather deadly uh virus um but it was absurd i'm sure lysol and um you know all these other brands were loving it they're like oh cool you know we're gonna make a million dollars off this probably a whole lot more than a million um, but yeah, that just kind of came out of nowhere and they're like, okay, you probably created a ton of jobs in manufacturing because the demand for it just exploded. Yeah. It was really crazy to, to witness it all. And it was just a very, it reminded me and you weren't here, mm -hmm. but it reminded me of when Austin, the city, Travis County went through, um, the water boil of water notice mm -hmm. in what? 2019, I think. Yeah. I remember you messaged No, it would have been earlier. Cause I would have been here. I think it was 18. No, it was twenty. It was twenty nineteen, but it okay. was just before you got here. Okay, that makes sense. Um, because you got here in November, and I think it was like September, or October, or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a boil water notice, and like everybody flipped, flipped out, and like even I just got in. I flipped out too. Yeah. Um, but it was just a simple boil water notice, and there were just lines of people. Like everybody was hoarding the water, the bottled water, and it was just in. Yeah. And I remember us talking about this actually on WhatsApp too, and kind of just discussing, it was like, why don't people just boil the water? And then a lot of TV stations were um, doing PSAs about like, Hey, like you can use water from the tap, just like boil it. And then, you know, put it through a filter and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, I just don't think that people like knew that or had the time or patience. I know whenever the boiling water notice first went out, I like didn't care about it. And then I looked over at Allie and mm -hmm. I was like, oh crap, you need water. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, once again, Allie's needs came before yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the HEB and I had to like wait and had to buy the water. And it like, I had to wait like maybe 20, 30 minutes. And mm -hmm. then I came back home and then I like 
had a bunch of water for her for the next like couple of days or so. But I was like, after I had bought it and I was like on my way to work, I was like, man, I could have just boiled her water. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. my story of the boil water notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, the first thing that I thought of was like, yeah, just throw it in a kettle and boil it there. And then I know like, I don't know, kettles aren't like super popular here. I suppose a lot of people just have coffee makers and then just like put in the, um, you know, the coffee capsule and make it that way. But like it's just a normal kettle in it, I guess in Australia. Like just, you, a, just a normal uh, bowl or not bowl. What am I thinking? Just of? like a saucepan or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, just or a like, pan. Yeah, just a pan. So people can do that. But in, like in Australia, and I'm pretty sure in the rest of the world as well, you can just get a kettle and put it on the stove and it'll boil from there. Or you can get an electric kettle and like you just fill it up with water, put it down, turn it on, and it'll boil the water for Are you. Are you talking about the thing that like whistles when it's yeah, ready? Yeah, basically. Yeah, we don't have this. Okay. <laughs> Well, we discover something new every day. <laughs> well, we do, but it's it's not a lot of people have them. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not like convenient. Because no. Americans want everything at, all at no, once. They're like, no. why would I get a kettle when I can just get a coffee machine? I mean, that's very good logic, oh, first okay. off. But <laughs> secondly, it's mostly for people who are like diehard coffee lovers or yeah. like diehard like tea lovers who want who want a kettle. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap up the episode there. So this has been a wonderful episode. And Mm -hmm. thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as it helps new listeners find the show and helps us climb the Apple Podcast ranks. You can also follow us on Instagram at daisy.janee. I did change my username. Mm -hmm. It is only temporary. (laughs) Um, And at Seb underscore Quinn to suggest topics each week and have your thoughts read live on the show. That's it for today's episode. I've been Daisy. And I've been Quinn. And remember, don't hoard our tortillas, guys. (laughs) 